The first official week of NFL preseason is well underway, but there's plenty of news going on around the NFL, especially in the AFC South. Maybe a quarterback returning for the Colts a little earlier than expected, a Texans quarterback getting kind of flustered with the media, and new taunting rules in the NFL. We've got a lot to discuss right here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Podcast. It's the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q wrapping up the week as usual. Q, how you doing, my man? Because it is hot in Pittsburgh right now. <laughs> well, you ain't got to tell me about hot, man. I'm in Vegas, so you know it's hot. But <laughs> You got uh, hot 24-7, 365. Right, exactly. I'm just excited, man, because uh, as more preseason games get played, that means we're getting closer and closer to the regular season. So uh, I'm just hoping that uh, the regular season gets here quick, fast, and in a hurry, and hopefully there's no big-time injuries in the preseason. And, uh, yeah, we can be done with that and be ready for some action that really matters. So, yeah, doing well, man, doing well. Well, it's good to be back on the show with you. Same here, buddy. Missed having you, having, just able to do this show with you last. Uh, well, we got, we did it last week, but you know, it's such a long wait sometimes from Friday to Friday. Uh, but a lot of interesting stuff has been going on. The Steelers have played their second preseason game, um, but that wasn't the news for the Steelers. And I talk about this more on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But Q, they made a trade to get Joe Schobert, linebacker from the Jaguars, in the middle of the night during the preseason game itself. Uh, now, I haven't seen any official word on what they gave up to get Joe Schobert, a guy who made the Pro Bowl back in 2017. He's had seven interceptions over the last two seasons, split between the Jaguars and the Browns. But the Steelers needed some help next to Devin Bush at their linebacker spot. They had a bunch of backups who were kind of fighting over it in camp. Not too many people have shown out, but they obviously made, felt like they needed to make a move. And it seems like maybe this guy could be an answer to help with their problems, maybe covering in the middle of the field. You know, it kind of blew my mind when that trade was announced, you know, at least, you know, what Pittsburgh was getting in return, you know, the the big-time linebacker who just signed a big-time contract extension with the Jaguars. That that kind of blew my mind that they had buyer's remorse already, even though it's a new regime, so I get it. But uh, it's just kind of strange, man. This is a young dude still. He could play at, at a high level still. Just got a contract extension, and all of a sudden they're already moving on from him. Maybe Jacksonville already knows that this season's going to be kind of a wash, you know, experimental-type season. Urban Meyer. Trevor Lawrence, you know, just kind of see how that all blends and meshes. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of a shock. But, hey, what a pickup for uh, Pittsburgh, man. That's got to really shore up that linebacking core. Yeah, it's crazy because right now a lot of positions on defense are looking more and more like there's depth there. The defensive line, like there's there's talk about like, you know, they got to keep six or seven defense defensive linemen uh, because of how deep they are. The edge position was considered a, a, a weakness in when it came to death after T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, but with the addition of Melvin Ingram, and right now they've got Quincy Roche, the guy out of Miami, Florida. He's been popping off really well. They've even got an undrafted guy, Jameer Jones, who's showing up well, and Cassius March has done better back there and then in the secondary they're also getting some depth answers there so the Steelers shoring up some things you know making some late uh late offseason additions right before and during training camp with Melvin Ingram and now Joe Schobert some NFL veterans added to the locker room and again and also don't forget Trey Turner in the offensive line but that's a 27 year old linebacker playing next to a 23 year old linebacker that should be very interesting for how that plays out but I, I wanted to talk to you Q about what we saw 
and again, it was just something brief, but it was what we saw with Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans coming out into a training camp practice. And to be fair to these reporters, this is what they do every day. When he, when, when players are walking out to the field, they're in a spot where they know the players have to walk out and they film and they say, Oh, this guy's here. And it has been news every day, whether or not Deshaun Watson is practicing. Well, Cute. Deshaun Watson was walking out up to practice and he was like, why do y'all film me? I do this the same thing every day. And he didn't right. say thing. He was cussing at him a little bit, but he obviously was flustered and it, it sparked a bit of a, you know, a bit of a concert, con, con, uh, conversation on this because now everyone's wondering like, Oh, you can, you know, are, are you upset because of these accusations or what this is going on? Deshaun Watson's dealing with a lot Q and it, it seemed like that was a bit of lashing out there. I mean, it, it seemed a little odd. You know, usually he doesn't really do that, but he does have a lot going on, like you mentioned, and it's it's kind of strange. Uh, I asked John McClain from the Houston Chronicle why the team keeps trotting him out there anyway. He's not really doing anything. Uh, he was nursing an ankle the other day, and I don't know how he was nursing an ankle because he really hasn't done anything, but okay. Uh, so, uh, And he told me straight up, hey, he's not doing the team any favors, so why should the team do him any favors and, and keep him out of the spotlight? So, okay, I guess. I mean, a tick for attack, I guess. I mean, it's just, it just, it, it means, it means nothing to me right now there's a bunch of reporters out there they're watching practice but they're not watching practice they're watching every move that number four makes and he's not doing anything and like John told me he's not going to ever take a snap again for the Texans so the rest of the team the other 89 guys that are out there working you know aren't getting any kind of attention because the one guy who's not going to be there at some point is getting all the attention. So it's kind of strange. It's a strange scenario going on there in Houston. Uh, but then again, that's not the first time I said it's a strange scenario going on in Houston. I mean, they get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. They trade him for a bag of chips last year. You know, Bill O'Brien's gone. Uh, they got a new GM. They got Nick Casario coming over from New England. Deshaun Watson's in all kind of mess. Uh, you got Tyrod Taylor there at the quarterback. I mean, there's just so much going on in Houston. Now they have a new founding partner, a new, uh, you know, Caesars Palace. And, you know, now they're teaming up with a casino. I mean, just... I don't know what the hell's going on in Houston. I don't think they know what's going on in Houston either. Uh, maybe when I left Central Texas, I may, maybe all the all the all the um, smart people left Texas at the same damn time, or all the I don't know the common sense left Texas at the same time. I don't know. It was just strange. Uh, something's going on in Houston. It's go. It's crazy right now, man. And, and like you said, he's not going to play for the organization right. because of how it was run, you know, prior to all of this happening. And again, Deshaun Watson throughout all of this process with, you know, the accusations of what's going on with the massage therapists who are accusing him of sexual harassment and things like that of that nature. You know, he. You know, he's this whole time. Him and his attorneys have been like, no, put it all in the light. We want to yeah. show that he's innocent. Uh, they've maintained that. So. You know, I imagine there's frustration there. There's frustration that we, you know, with the situation that he's still in Houston, that he hasn't been able to make a move to get uh, to get to somewhere where he wants to play. Very interesting to see how this continues to play out. Because, um, I mean, Deshaun Watson had been on the rise as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL um, before all this happened. And, you know, now he's kind of just you know, this disgruntled guy that no one really, you know, has really seen anything from for a while. So, uh, you know, I'm very intrigued to see how this plays out in Texans training camp. Um, but, Q, we got a lot more to talk about, especially yep. with the AFC South. We're going to get to that in just a second. But we wanted to talk to you all about our sponsors at Built Bar. Because when you want a healthy trait that tastes like a candy bar, Built Bar is the protein bar 
for you. It's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, and it comes in so many different flavors. Whether you want a fruity snack like raspberry, strawberry, or orange, or something different like salted caramel, cookies and cream, or Rocky Road, or my personal favorite, double chocolate, Built Bar has so many flavors to enjoy. And the best part, they're all healthy. They range from 130 to 180 calories, 17 to 18 grams of protein, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of just net carbs. That's a tasty and healthy snack that'll save you from eating that snack you'll regret later and can help stay on task with anyone's diet. Order today and you can get your favorite flavor of Built Bar delivered right to your door by going to Built. And you can use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, all capital letters, no spaces, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Keeping things rolling here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Again, it's the Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q wrapping things up here. Now, Q, one another AFC South team where we've been talking a lot about the quarterback situation was the Colts. Now, it's crazy because you and I were talking about the tiers of quarterbacks <laughs> yeah. just last Friday. Uh, we recorded on like late Thursday night, you know, like right, you know, right before the Steelers preseason game. And we were talking about, oh, okay. And I said, my dark horse for the quarterback that was going to rise the most this year was Carson Wentz. And I said, barring he gets hurt. And then the next morning, <laughs> it comes out that this man needs surgery. And I'm like, oh, what, what, what did I, I what did I do? And you, you did it. Like, yeah, it was your fault. You did it. It was my fault. I did this to Carson Wentz. And so I'm like, my goodness, this is ridiculous. But then it was said it was five to 12 weeks for recovery. So everyone's like, well, what does that mean? He's ne- he's back next month. He's back in three months. We don't know what that means. And now they're talking about he and Quentin Nelson, who was also hurt or, or, or announced that he had need, need the same exact surgery from the same exact doctor, by the way. That was kind of kind of crazy. But b- both of them might be ready for week one, Q. This is the craziest quick in turn. I feel like Colts fans must be spinning their heads in circles being like, what is going on? Yeah, this is bizarre, man. It really is. You know, you go from your guy being out for a while, you thinking that, hey, the Colts are going to have to go make a trade or they're going to have to bring Phillip Rivers back. Maybe Marcus Mariota's the guy they go after. Maybe they go after Cam Newton. Maybe they go after someone who's a veteran who's out there, maybe possibly available. And then all of a sudden you're talking about Carson Wentz possibly being back uh, week one. I know Nick Foles was thinking he was on his way out of Chicago. Chicago possibly uh, to, to team back up with Frank Reich and he was excited but I'm only a Chicago Bear right now so I can't talk about that that's what he was saying and now all of a sudden it's like oh yeah by the way Carson Wentz looks like he might be back by week one Quentin Nelson the same and it's like wait a minute hold on how did that happen and, and that I'll tell you this that five to twelve week gap was already a, a, a large gap so it was kind of strange like is it a month is it three months what's going on and then all of a sudden it's like well Fast forward, just go ahead and be ready week one. So, strange situation. Great if he is healthy. Uh, but Jim Irsay, the owner, did say that, hey, if 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 you're not 100%, we don't want to put you out there because we want you in week four. We want you in week eight. We want you three years from now. We want you four years from now to be healthy. We don't want a setback because we rushed you back out there. So, I'll, I'll say this. 
It's optimistic that he can come back by week one. It's optimistic that Quentin Nelson can come back by week one. And, and a side note, Quentin Nelson's offensive lineman dealing with the foot injury. That's also something to pay attention to. I'm not trying to jinx them, but that's something to pay attention to. Uh, I'll be surprised if they're back by week one. I, but, I mean, at least it sounds like there's, they're at least trending in the right direction. But you got to be there for the long haul. It's a 17, well, 18-week season, 17-game season. you got to be there for the long haul. I, I agree, Q. And that's the biggest thing here that – they should really be concerned about is that, you know, Quentin Nelson, when they drafted that man, it was to be the captain of the offensive yeah. line and even the captain of the offense for the next decade. Like this is a guy who's going to be a staple superstar blocker in the NFL for years to come. Then when they went and they signed Carson Wentz, it wasn't for him to just, you know, come in and maybe do it. They really believed that this guy could be the, the, the stop. Yeah. The guy is going to be like, Hey, you're going to return to form and at least be a leader for the offense and be able to guide it down the field while, you know, the run game's working because you got Jonathan Taylor, you got Quentin Nelson, and the defense continues to improve. And you don't need to be MVP, Carson Wentz, right. but you do, but, but you know, you did need to have that guy out there. And then, you know, when he was hurt, there was all sorts of like, who do they even get? You know, do they start, do they need to trade for some team's backup quarterback so that they could be ready for the first few weeks of the season? You know, the prospect of them being back for week one sounds great. But like you said, the worst thing that can happen here uh, is they come back early and then they suffer more serious injuries and then they're out for most of the season. Yeah. And then you're, you're and then you're saying to yourself like, man, like if we had just waited maybe another month to be sure we could have had them for the whole season. And that's one of those things you never know. It's a right. serious gamble. Um, but I, I'm with you. These are two players that play into what we believe to be that the Colts long-term plan for taking over the AFC South and, you know, and, and becoming one of the premier teams, of the AFC, there's no reason to risk them for just a few weeks in the early part of the season, even though they need to get on their game because their schedule is tough. It is. It is tough. But with that being said, the Titans are their competition. Very true. You know what I mean? The Texans are going to probably pick number one overall. The Jaguars are probably going to pick number two. You know what I mean? As as the Jaguars made a trade with the Steelers already giving up talent just to be basically waving the white flag. Hey, by the way, we're not going to compete this year. We're not going to be that team. So, um, yeah, if, if Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson are out maybe two weeks, even though they have a, a kind of a gauntlet that they got to go through to begin the season, I think the first five weeks are tough. I mean, you still have a chance because I don't see Tennessee running, running away with the division either. I think they're a good team, but I don't think that they're the Super Bowl team that some people are, are expecting them to be. I could be surprised. They might get out to a 5-0 start, but I'd be kind of shocked if that was the case. So uh, I think that the Colts have a little bit of wiggle room, like a couple of weeks at least, uh, to be able to make sure and allow their guys to get 100% healthy. Yeah, they're Titans. They're not world beaters. You know, they – they certainly are exciting to watch. And, and listen, there's a lot of excitement for what they're going to do with Derrick Henry yeah. and A.J. Brown and now Julio Jones to go with Ryan Tannehill. Like, that's a that's a really good right. series of problems sure. to give defenses. But their defense still needs work. Right. They, you know, they they aren't they have they still have a lot of different questions that need answers on different parts of their depth chart. So I'm with you. They're not one of the more complete teams in the AFC. They're a threat. And that'll right. be a team that the Colts have to overcome. But there's, as always, there's seven teams that make the playoffs now in the AFC. Now, granted, here's the thing, though. The Colts, you're not just competing with the Titans in that regard. You know, right. if, you lose, if you don't win the division, you know, the AFC North, they just had three teams make the playoffs. The AFC West, you got the, you got the Chiefs. You got the Raiders who can make a push. A lot of people are starting to talk about the Chargers being that dark horse yeah. that can sneak in there and, and make something happen. 
And man, like that's 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 some tough competition to make that, which I, I that's why I can understand maybe some fans are like, oh, can they be ready for week one? I'd love to see that. Right. But again, this is about not just this playoff run. This is about trying to make sure that these guys back get, get back to 100% so that you can have long and healthy careers for that organization and continue to build even after this season. Well, I'll tell you right now, uh, it's a 17-game season, 18 weeks. Uh, yeah, you want to get off to a great start in September, but it's not about what you do in September. It's what you do in December. It's what you do in late November. It's what you do in early January. I mean, that's what really matters. So uh, you need to get off to a good start. Like I said, you don't want to fall 0-3, 0-4, 0-5. That's a terrible hole to cl- try to climb out of. But if you could just maintain, kind of tread water, just don't drown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't don't choke on on your on your own self. I mean, just mm-hmm. just stay a, a, your, your head above water for a little while until the cavalry could come rescue you. You could be in good shape. And again, the AFC South, it's a two-dog race. I mean, it really is. It's coming down to Tennessee, and it's coming down to, to the Colts. So uh, as long as you can stay in the race, as long as you can see the back of the jersey, as long as you can see 22 that says Henry, you're okay. Now, when he gets in the dust and you can't see nothing no more, <laughs> that's when you're in trouble. That's when you're in trouble. Now, I, I agree entirely. The AFC South, it's going to be a two-team race, but it's going to be an interesting two-team race, yeah. I believe. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if that other, if the team that doesn't win the division is one of those AFC wildcard teams. Um, so cute, very interesting stuff there. But the NFL did something this past week <laughs> that really grinds our gears. We're give it to them, dog. Next- give it to them, dog. Oh, man, we, we are going to give it them to them in just a second. <laughs> First, I got to talk to you guys about our sponsors, betonline.ag, because it's the best online sports sportsbook. And with football season gearing up now, you want to make sure that you get in on all the gambling action at betonline.ag. Get all the odds on records, stats, awards, season winners on the NFL season right now with betonline.ag. One, one bet that I tell all people to do, Q, I tell if, if you look at Pittsburgh and you see that they're over under a set at eight and a half in the in the tenure of Mike Tomlin dating all the way back to 2007 the Steelers have never had a losing season even when they had a fourth string rookie quarterback at the helm in a in a year now you're just bragging now you're just bragging Hey, man, the last time they had a losing season was 2003. So if you think that the Steelers are, are going to maintain that with Ben Roethlisberger and the, and the top three defense in the NFL back this year and Najee Harris added to the team, you can win money easily at betonline.ag by taking the over of eight and a half wins because nine wins, that's a winning season. Right. Eight wins, that's a losing season. Pretty simple stuff right there. You can also place all bets still on Major League Baseball action going on all throughout this summer, but before the next pitch or before the next snap, get to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. And when you go there, you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all capital letters, all one word, Locked On for your 50% welcome to bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Keeping things rolling here at the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Keep it, keep it rolling. Um, now, Q, 
we were talking about just our general opinions on different players, teams, and how things are looking in the NFL. But there is something that we cannot stand. And you and I were talking about this off the air. But the NFL introduced this new taunting policy. Yeah. In the, and if you haven't seen it, go look it up. But basically, it sets it up so that if the if the referees deem that you are uh, that, that that you are taunting or that you're you're crossing the line there and, and you're getting in someone's face, you will be flagged and penalized. And if you if it happens to you twice, you will be then kicked out of the game and potentially suspended for a future game. And Q, the the NFL has done some dumb things in the past. <laughs> But this is right up there, maybe the dumbest, because I can't tell you how we're going to be sitting here. We're going to be watching a, you know, a great game. Two teams are going to be duking it out. They're going to hate each other. It might be like Steelers, Ravens. It might be Raiders, Chiefs. It, it might or it might be teams that don't even hate each other. They're just they're just in a tough spot. And one team's going to make an amazing play. And that player is going to do a dance, get up, be hyped. And then they're going to be flagged for taunting. And then, oh, wait, that's the second time they got flagged. And that player might be, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes. Or it might <laughs> be Julio Jones. Or it might be Jalen Ramsey. And then all of a sudden, that player is going to miss the next game. And then we're going to spend the entire 24-7 news cycle for the on, on ESPN with first take and undisputed on Fox Sports. And all day they'll be talking about, was that taunting? I don't know. Let's talk. Let's talk to Gene Steratore because we need <laughs> advice on what is taunting. It is so stupid because taunting, no one was complaining about taunting in the NFL. Right. In fact, we like taunting. The, one of the biggest storylines of the Super Bowl was when Antoine Winfield got back Tyreek Hill and threw up the deuces in his face, which I thought was so cool. But man, I'm sorry. I'm ranting because I'm just, I hate this rule. Uh, Q, what's your thoughts on this? You thing? know, I, I'm, I'm all for sportsmanship, and I say that in air quotes because whatever. But yeah, exactly. But I just, <laughs> I mean, they're going too far. And the thing about it, what really bothers me is, you're right, the taunting is not a big deal. It's an emotional sport. I mean, sports yeah. in general are emotional. But football, really, I mean, that's that's the ultimate team sport. That's the ultimate, you know, you're going to get it's hyped cool. up. You come up with a big play. If someone drills you, like they sent out the video of what, what some kind of uh, penalties could be. And I forget what player it was, but he gets drilled. But he gets right back up. So, of course, he flexes on him. Hey, weight room, fool, you know, weight room right. and that would have been a penalty like that's not a penalty if you knock me down and i jump back up i'm gonna tell you weight room dog like yeah that yeah. might have been a big you didn't hit. hurt me i didn't feel that exactly and i mean that's 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 fun now i mean when you start doing some stupid stuff and you know whatever like when they decided that they were gonna penalize for slashing the throat i don't think it's a big deal but i get it all right so fine okay yeah. cool i, I could deal with that but now, on top of that, they're making this a judgment call. So now you're putting this in the official's head where, hey, by the way, we want you to do this, that, the other. We want to make sure you get holding. We want to make sure you get, uh, you know, a, 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 a unnecessary roughness penalty on a, a hit to the head. Oh, and by the way, I want you to determine what you think is taunting and what you think is just okay. You know what I mean? That's too much on the officials. They already got enough work to do. They don't need to have to, uh, to police these, these guys in a sport that is an emotional sport anyway. And we just went through this, right? Like just a few years ago, celebrating in the end zone was right. A so that in that taunting, if you're doing and, the electric slide, if the whole damn team is doing the electric slide, I think you're taunting me. Exactly. 
This is my point. Yeah. Like any team can be like, they're taunting me. Right. Uh. And, and like, like how every NFL team. Why you got to use that voice pass, though? Why you got to use that voice? I think you're taunting me. Why you got to use yeah, that voice? Right. Exactly. I wasn't doing you. Why are you being so self-conscious? Right well, now? because I feel uh, taunted. I feel, I feel violated. I feel disrespected. I think exactly. throw the flag on a ref. Exactly. The, Fifteen the yards. That's the second so time like, he's so, out of here. So you, I'm so gonna. You know that when I, so, so I'm di- NFL, You're done. I'm finishing the show. You you got kicked out the show. So should the NFL <laughs> kick me out of the show? Yep. Every time I say Steeler Nation, is that what you say? Because I'm. No, you throw a flag on you. Yeah, throw a flag on you for sure. <laughs> you do it again. You're you're gonna get fined and suspended for Steeler the next Nation, week. Steeler Nation. Still, it's a thing. I don't care what you say. Raider Nation. You can have your. Raider David Nation. Locke That's is gonna replace you next week. David Locke is going to replace you. It's going to be me, Ross Jackson, and David Locke. It's a three-man like, team. Out my chair, <laughs> like the FCC. It's like get up out of here. And, bring, up, and we're going to bring Janet Jackson along too. Whoa, whoa! Where, where did Janet Jackson come? In? Oh, Rhythm Nation. That's right. There no, she's go. gonna, she's <laughs> gonna, she's just gonna re- replay the Super Bowl. She's just going. Oh my gosh, you're ridiculous. Anyways, all right. So, but back to the the point of the matter here with. This is a, this, this being this this talk, this has the potential to make things a lot worse. Yeah. To ruin games. Right. And and again, imagine if a taunting penalty that disqualifies a player and then takes them out of the next game happens in the playoffs. Right. And then a major player is taken out of a key playoff game, and then that'll be the that'll be the discussion point. Not how great these teams are. Not how awesome this matchup is. This is where the NFL they have the best product in all of sports. You just just put these guys out there and people will watch. Right. Yet time and time again, they keep getting in the way of themselves by making up these new rules that nobody asked for. I mean, some of the best things that happen are from taunting and you know guys either taunting and flexing and saying like I did that or saying I got you back from the last time you taunted me. Right. And now you're saying just take that out of the game and t- what is this baseball? You can't <laughs> flip a bat, otherwise the entire bench will clear. I, I'm I, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. It's going to hurt the league. And my best hope is that at some point during the season, the NFL can, is going to be like, all right, that was dumb. Referees, we're just going to put a memo out. Don't call that no more. We'll take it off the books at the end of the season. But, man, I know that the first team that this hurts, it's going to be the major talking point. Heck, we're probably going to be talking about it on this show on a Friday when it happens on a Thursday night football game. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It it could be one of two things. It could be bad, and it could hurt a team, like you said, or the officials could be like, you know what, I really don't give a damn, and I'm just going to go ahead, and and I got other things to worry about, and I'll pay attention to something else because, again, it seems so tedious, right? It seems like it's not really that serious. Um, I I, I mean – Outside of grabbing like Michael Crabtree's uh, Michael Crabtree's uh, uh, necklace and everything, I mean that's that's okay. Now that's taking a little far, but for the most part, man, these I'll, dudes these dudes ain't doing nothing. You know, I'm not gonna lie, I liked that. I thought that. Oh, was, it was I funny. It, it, it was, was too funny. Far, but it was hilarious. But I can see you throwing a penalty for that. I can see you throwing a penalty for that. Call the penalty. Call the penalty. Right. But again, but when you do that, that creates ratings. Right. It creates. It's what you want, and now you're going to penalize something that gets you the attraction. You know, I, it'd be different if a, if taunting was like headshots, if someone right. was being physically injured and marred because of this. We're just talking about egos. Yep. We're talking about just like, – and we can get over that. There's too many things to police in the NFL. Like you said, NFLs are worrying about did he hold? Was he offsides? Was there pass interference? Was that a hit to the head? Oh, and did he taunt? <laughs> it's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's a stupid rule that needs to be taken back. I hope they do soon, Q.
Yeah, I do too. Uh, it'll probably be like the the pass interference penalty where they started uh. they started for one year and then decided that was a bad idea. That was overreaction. Probably be the same thing. So maybe maybe they'll go through a trial run of one year and then realize, hey man, we got too much work to do. We don't need to be worrying about uh, some guys getting uh, emotional exactly. and getting fired up and talking a little bit of trash. Who cares? Trash is good. Trash talk is always good. Heck, the greatest of all time is Muhammad Ali, and he talked all the trash. Right. That was what made him such exactly. a spectacle. Q, it's always great to do this show with you, man. Unlike the NFL's rules on taunting, you are awesome. I would like to. I'd like to for you to tell people where they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, find me uh, on Twitter at your boy Q254, where I'm consistently throwing flags on everything that Christopher Carter has to say. Because, well, that's just that's just how it is, man. But yeah, at your boy Q254, uh, I, I put I put out the the tweet of my podcast, Locked On Raiders, Locked On Bets. Do that on the daily, and uh, yeah, man, just uh, having a lot of fun, and and uh, I, I don't take myself too seriously. So if you come at me and you come at my neck, that's cool. Uh, I'm just gonna have fun with it, and it'll be all good. And I know my man Christopher Carter is similar as well. Uh, we just like to have fun we talk a lot of trash to each other like like uh you know we're we're uh you know we're mortal enemies or something but we're cool we're cool <laughs> yeah, that's, we, that's my we, homeboy we have, we have the most fun on, on yeah exactly like, yeah, like this, i don't this, i don't this, want people to think we're crazy but we are oh, no, no, no. like man those guys are gonna fight when the <laughs> Raiders later this like that's gonna be crazy they hate no, each no, other no, no. <laughs> they hate each other oh my gosh no but do we do this because it is fun for the yeah show. so so when y'all tweet at us, understand it's all love. We yep. appreciate anyone that does tweet at us. We appreciate you because it means you're watching the show. You're a fan of what we're doing here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can check out my work with the Locked On Steelers podcast the same way as you check out Locked On Raiders, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey. You can check out Locked On Steelers. Also, we got our YouTube channel up and running. Uh, in fact, we broke down the Joe Schobert trade and the Steelers performance and their win over the Eagles in the preseason game. Check out all of that on my on my Twitter feed. You can also check it out on all those platforms I mentioned. Q, it's been another great show, man. Looking forward to doing it next week when we have even more preseason football underway. Hopefully, fingers crossed, no major injuries that we'll have to discuss and break down because that means the NFL's getting closer to the start date without any superstars missing. We'll be back in your ears next Friday, but stay tuned for Locked On NFL Podcast because this show will be back on Monday recapping a lot of the things that happened over this weekend. Bye-bam. Boom. All right, so now it's ending the